0: Hey friend, welcome to the Lilypad Network. My name is Savannah and I'm a 20-something who is obsessed with climbing the ranks in public accounting as a CPA, but then realized I wanted more than just my career. On this podcast, we're all about discovering our next thing together. Just like frogs pause on lily pads during their journey, we're pausing on this lily pad to discover that thing. On this journey, we'll also learn how to take care of ourselves along the way so we can show up as the best version of ourselves. Together, we're building a network of lily pads. So girlfriend, let's hop to it. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Pad Network. If you didn't catch last week's episode, make sure you go back and listen to episode 77 because that is where I introduce this new series and what we're going to be doing On the show for the weeks that are not guest interviews or book club chats. So to kick this series off, I didn't want to dive right into chatting about the loss of a loved one because I felt like that was a little too heavy for the first one. You know, I didn't want to like go into death for our first thing, but know that will be coming in the series. So if that's triggering to you, please read the title of each episode in a quick skim through the show notes to make sure what we're talking about in any future episode isn't going to send you into a spiral because we do not want that. Today, we're going to be talking about the loss of friendships. And this isn't like breakup friendships, um, like romantic relationships. This is like when you graduate from high school and all of a sudden you're not seeing your BFFs for 40 hours a week and live hundreds of months hundreds or thousands of miles away from them or maybe you have a big blowout with your new friend in college and realize you're no longer clicking as friends and it's better to part ways it's kind of kind of the topic so first I'll dive into a few examples from my life and kind of share my story on what worked maybe what didn't work and then I will go into more of an in-depth section of like tips uh, based on each of those scenarios. So in high school, I, it was probably my ninth or 10th grade. I had a huge blowout with my middle school best friend. Um, like, you know, one of those classic ugly cries, girl drama out of nowhere over lunch. And you're just like, what is happening? Like, we weren't really yelling at each other, but we were just like bickering. And it just wasn't, it really wasn't pretty. Um And what's funny is I had been at this school since kindergarten. So I was at the same school from kindergarten all the the way through 12th grade, which is like nuts. It honestly felt like a little bit of incest at the end because everyone knew everyone's business. Everyone had dated everyone. I mean, not actually, but there was only 145 of us. So it really wasn't a huge school. And there was, of course, new kids anytime there was like a big transition. So from elementary to middle school, there's a bunch of new kids. And from middle school to high school, there was new kids, but it still wasn't like a huge influx and was the same, same school. So I had this big blowout with my middle school best friend. Honestly, I don't even remember what it was about, but it just left me with like a really sour taste. And then I struggled so hard at the beginning of high school to make friends because I didn't really know how. And high school was different, right? Like it wasn't like elementary school, obviously, but it wasn't really like middle school. I mean, you still changed classes and like had a different schedule, but it wasn't, there's was more pressure and more at stake. And so I really threw myself into a romantic relationship and became very attached to my early, um, early high school boyfriend. I had two boyfriends in high school, but this was my first one and really threw myself and like attached myself to him. Was it the healthiest thing? No. But it was kind of the way that I got through that rough time. And I also dove straight into a club, which was speech and debate. And it was really interesting because my middle school best friend at the time, like before high school, she was like, I'm gonna do speech and debate. I'm gonna do speech and debate. And I was like, eh. And my mom's like, you need to do it for at least a year so that you feel comfortable like speaking. And I was more interested in the speaking part than the debating part. And so my middle school best friend and I did speech and debate freshman year. And her older sister had been in it and was the captain. And so she she was like, I'm going to make a name for myself in this. I don't know that she ever said that, but that was, you know, the sentiment. And I was like, that's awesome. Um, I'm just going to kind of do it for a year, maybe two, and then I'm going to get out of here. And then after we broke up, I (laughs) broke up, friendship breakup, you know what I'm talking about? Sometimes they're worse than actual romantic relationships when it's like your BFF. Um, I ended up diving into speech and debate and making it more of my own than she did. And she kind of fell out of speech and debate and did other clubs and activities. But I just thought it was so interesting and kind of an encouragement. If you joined a club or an activity with one of your best friends and you go different ways, but you still are finding enjoyment from whatever that activity is. Like for me, it was speech and debate. It could be a knitting club for you. It could be a CrossFit gym. Like just because you initially started that with your best friend, Doesn't mean that you have to completely abandon it because you two-parted ways. There's plenty of room for you in places to do your own thing and make a name for yourself. Obviously, if it's a toxic relationship, you're not safe in the relationship. Maybe you go to a different CrossFit gym or a different knitting club, but you don't have to just give up everything because you did it with your best friend. Then another example of when losing friendships was really hard for me was high school graduation at the, by the end of high school, I had a close group of friends. Um, it was actually more boy dominated than girl dominated, which was interesting. Um, but I should probably know there was, there was less than 10 of us. I want to say like eight. If we like, let me really awkwardly count. There was, I don't want to say their names cause that's, I don't know that they want me talking about them by name. So just play background music. There's eight of us um, that shouldn't have taken me that long, eight of us. And we would have game nights and we'd hang out. But then high school ha- graduation happened and we all scattered across the U.S. Um, the first year, there was only one of us who stayed in Colorado for college. And when we came back after our first semester, we some of us stayed in better contact with others first semester, but You know, you're learning. You're learning how to make friends in college too. But when winter break came around, we all hung out, and it was awkward at first. It was like, what do we talk about? Like, you don't know all my secrets anymore. But it was also good for us because we hadn't done the best job staying in contact. But we also had this reality check of, oh, if these are people important to you, like you're going to need. Need to stay in contact, and you're going to have to find ways to talk to each other. It's probably not daily like it was in high school, but on a weekly, monthly basis, so that you don't get to winter break and you're like, "Whoa, I haven't seen you in four months! Like, this is weird." Um, and then we all went our separate ways for the spring semester, and then one of the friends in that group passed away, and because of that um, death. I was going to say incident, but that sounded weird. because of that event, that's a better word. We had to get really good at checking in on each other because we were all going through something together. And so I think when there's an event, it does a great job about bringing friends together. But I want to also encourage you, if you have had that happen to you, where maybe you've lost a friend or or something, it could be even graduating and you feel like you need to stick with these people, you don't have to. You can change your mind. That you can grow up, they can still be your friends that you grab coffee with once every few months. Or they can be your friends that you see every single week and really make a priority. But you don't have to hang out with them just because you were friends in high school and maybe now you're still living in the same area. Um, And when there's such a big event like a death, it can also bring friends apart for a while. There was a few of them that didn't want to talk to each other. Um, or they got their feelings hurt, or you know, just like any group of friendships, you're it's gonna ebb and flow. And I think that's a really good reminder with talking about the loss of friendships is there's a time and a place for every friend. And just because you're getting one friend is meeting a lot of your needs doesn't mean that when then the at friendship ends, that you need to find a replica of that person. Um, for example, Michael, obviously, Meets my romantic needs, my fiancé. Um, yeah, no. When is this episode coming out? As I'm recording this, he's my fiancé. Okay, yes, he's still my fiancé. When this episode comes out, we're getting married. If you're listening to this the day it comes out, we're getting married the coming weekend. But that was, that was a weird realization. Sorry, squirrel. Michael, my fiancé, he obviously meets my romantic needs, but he does also meet some of my other like social Needs of wanting someone that I can talk to just about anything, but in the same time I need other girlfriends to fill in the gaps where he doesn't want to talk about tampons and um, hormonal acne and is this boob pain is this lump breast cancer or oh is that actually just a shit, or my nipple like he doesn't need to hear all of that so I do need other friends to fill that void so all of this that I'm saying is friendships ebb and flow. And it's okay for a friend in a season of life to fill all of these different buckets and all of these different emotional needs. And then in a different season of life, for them not to fill any of those needs, but to still be a friend that you keep in touch with. And then in a subsequent season, you know, like a third season, for them to come back into your life and fill those emotional needs again. Like that is totally okay and totally normal. Um, The third kind of example of when this has happened in my life when I was thinking about this is college graduation. So none of my friends stayed in New Orleans after graduation, and none of them moved to Colorado with me either. So there was this huge feeling of loss um, of time. Like, I can't just ask any of my friends, hey, are you free for lunch? Or do you want to grab dinner tonight? Like, in in college, I was like, every Tuesday morning, I had breakfast with this friend. And every Wednesday night, I had brec- I had dinner with this friend. And it was structured enough that I knew that I was seeing like the important people in my life. And we had kind of standing dates. But then when, all of a sudden, when you graduate, none of you are living in the same state, let alone like time zone. It's hard. It's really hard. And that's like, I want you to know wherever you are with Friendship loss, but it's okay. It's okay for it to be hard. It's okay for it to be weird. And it's okay to miss those feelings of, I don't know, there's something about college, like nostalgia of I could just ask any friend, like, hey, do you want to grab lunch? And if they couldn't grab lunch today, they could grab lunch with me tomorrow. And knowing like who I was eating with, with every single meal. And yeah, there's coworkers and my fiance, but you need other friends in your life, right? There's only so many things that Michael and I can talk about over lunch topics that it doesn't get boring. (laughs) That's not to say he's a boring individual. If you're listening to this um, court, (laughs) Michael, you are not boring, but (laughs) you know what I'm saying, right? Like you need, you need someone to talk about the latest episode of The Bachelorette or, or whatever show you're watching. So I know that was hard for me when I graduated college. So with all of these stories kind of what has worked and some tips so i think the biggest tip is really getting t- intentional about planning friend dates if you're out of high school and college and you you have coworkers that you're kind of friends with but beyond your coworker interaction and maybe your romantic partner interaction, really get intentional about planning friend dates. This feels way easier said than done. Like so much easier to say that than like to actually do it. But in my experience going on romantic dates and we're planning like romantic dates with my fiance, Michael, or like when I was dating was way easier than friendship dates because everyone expects you to be going on romantic dates, right? They expect you to be swiping on Tinder or doing whatever on Bumble or whatever cool apps there are now. Clearly, I'm old since I haven't been on any of those apps since 2018, but they expect you to be doing that. They expect you to be going on awkward first dates and dating someone. Society generally does, but friend dates are just as important and honestly more important because we forget about them. So plan coffee dates, plan lunch dates, FaceTime dates, plan to visit friends, ask friends to visit you, stay in contact with people because you never know when they're gonna end up in your city to hang out and don't underestimate the value of digital dates. I know the beginning of 2021, I kind of took a step back. It was probably the end of 2020 and I was like, oh my God, I haven't really seen friends because I graduated and started work January, 2019, and that first year of work, like give yourself grace, you're learning a new schedule, you're learning coworkers and new like boundaries and all of the weirdness of work. And I honestly think it takes six to nine months to really settle into a new job, but that's a whole different topic. But I would, it took me like a year. And by the time December, 2019 rolled out, I was like, okay, like I'd love to plan a girl's trip in next summer. Well, what happened in March 2020? Anyone? Anyone? Yeah, the world shut down. So then I was like really unkind of the world. And so at the end of 2020, I was like, I need to get out of survival mode. Like I need to be intentional with planning friend dates. And so I just, it took time reaching out and being like, hey, can you have a FaceTime date? Or hey, do you want to grab coffee? Or hey, can we have a lunch FaceTime date? Or just, putting yourself out there and I think what has been so helpful once I do that first friend date like once I had the first coffee date with a friend is not leaving that coffee date without a second one scheduled or plans to schedule it I have a friend who is a paper planner and like does not put anything in her digital phone so for her like she has to go home and look at her calendar and then we schedule something but not leaving a friend date without scheduling your next one if you like the friend. Um hopefully you heard that. But even if the first date was awkward, like continue to put time on their calendar to get to know them. And like now I have a friend who every Thursday morning at 7 30, we go get coffee at the best coffee shop in downtown Boulder and we sit and chat for like an hour, hour and a half. And it's such a good way to start the morning. Um Second thing that's worked well or like a tip for when you're in this phase of losing friends or just not feeling like you have enough friends is acceptance that sometimes you need to part ways. Sometimes you're friends for a season and you're not friends for the long haul. Sometimes you need that cleanse and it can be really, really hard. That's the growing pains of growing up and learning what you each need and the needs that you're going to fulfill for each other. doesn't mean that you need to have that huge blowout, but sometimes it just needs to be, okay, yeah, things are just naturally parting ways and I wish them the best and it's hard, but just knowing that that's going to happen. And the third thing is if this feels like a blindside or a big blowout fight with a friend, take some time to reflect on what led up to that event. So journal through it or voice memo through it or chat with like a really trusted friend. And do it now, even if it was your middle school best friend from 12 years ago, because it's really helpful to process and release those feelings and release the anger and free up that emotional space. So you're not worried like, oh my gosh, am I going to see my middle school best friend at the grocery store when I go home for Christmas? Just like, yeah, things happened. We were 15. We were 12. Like, of course, our friendship was going to part ways. And she wasn't going to be my best friend for life. And it, it helps you to kind of work through that so you're not holding on to that anger for the rest of your life. Because you don't need to be doing that. If it was 12, 15, 20 years ago, girlfriend, bless and release. There's plenty of other things you need to be worrying about and stressing out in your life. So to quick recap, tie this in a in a bow, the three things that have worked well slash my tips for you if you are going through a loss of a friendship or just feeling yicky when it comes to making friends, the first is get really intentional about, about planning friend dates. And a bonus tip with that is don't leave a friend date without scheduling your next friend date. The second one is just accept that sometimes you need to part ways and sometimes you need to grow up and grow apart. And the third is if it feels like a blindside or a blah or just like that really nasty, ugly feeling, take some time to reflect on that event, journal through it, and let yourself release it. Maybe burn a letter that you write to your friend, but really let yourself release all that negative energy that you're holding on to. That is it for today's episode about loss of a friendship thank you so much for being here on this journey with me and I will talk to you next week on this lily pad thank you so much for listening today if you love this episode I'd be honored if you shared it with a girlfriend like stop right now and text her the link or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out together we are building our network of lily pads I'm so happy to hop through life together Until next time.